0: My name is Chad Ernest, and I'm from Sharpsburg, Georgia. I'm a 26-year listener of Cadillac Jack. From the nighttime ride to afternoons to mornings where we can't beat Caddy, I'm proud to call him my friend. Please welcome Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. I was fired. So welcome to my second act.
1: My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I want a fourth baby, or I wanted a fourth baby. You knew that.
0: Yeah.
1: You Maybe. are a no go.
0: Why? Where's this coming from? Suddenly, top of the show.
1: I saw <laughs> um, Janet Jackson is releasing all these tour dates. Okay. And she's coming to Atlanta, and she had a baby at like either fifty or fifty-one. I can't remember which one. What
0: does that mean to to us in our life? We have a shot. No, we don't. Yeah. It's uh she's releasing new uh music in in the tour.
1: Oh, inside yeah, yeah, in the tour. I just find it fascinating. And there was like a and because of her there was this whole list of and I should have brought them in, but it was this whole list of celebrity or you know, not all of them are celebrities, but females who've had children in their fifties or right at the cusp. Oh, I know another Halle Berry, somebody else. Anyways, had a baby at like forty eight, forty nine. So I my thing about having three kids was once you've had three,
0: you've got to have you might as well have got four. to have four You're outnumbered
1: and people always say to me like what's your marriage advice? I'm like two four six yeah. eight.
0: I agree with that now looking back. I do
1: Hans keep that in mind,
0: but we're not uh, we're not doing that. You're 50 ish ish ish, but we're not doing that. So I'm virile. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm virile. You're what
1: my eggs are good.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> wow. I, that was not on the run of show. I did not see that one coming. I got to tell you.
1: Well, I mean, it's like a great. It's it something that it's I not. I always think about. Right. I always tell you that. I wish we'd have. Right, four. but that
0: ship has sailed. Mm. Looking back, mistake, and I like you would recommend two, four, six, eight.
1: And you know why people say why is that? It's because when you fly,
0: is an even number. You're somebody sitting by
1: themselves. Hotel rooms, Disney rides, everything. There was always someone who was out took the hit when there's you know three or five
0: All right. What were you jamming to? What is your core 57 hype song?
1: So my core 57 hype song was Tyler Farr a guy walks into a bar. I love 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 that song And i'll tell you a funny story and you know this because you were there about Tyler Farr um Cole swindell played the Gwinnett arena It was when he was here with who did he
0: come with Dustin lynch.
1: Yeah, dustin lynch and someone else I don't know. It was like three or four on the on the show. Was
0: Tyler Farr just there? Tyler Farr was not there at all. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Cole Swindell is there, and I always think that Cole Swindell sings "A Guy Walks Into a Bar." So we were backstage, and Cole is so sweet when you meet him, and just like so personable. And so he said, "Well, what you know? What song are you guys looking forward to hearing tonight?" And I'm like, "Oh, you've got to play A Guy Walks Into a Bar.'" And he just looks at me, (laughs) and he says, you know, that's not my song. And I said, I know, but I think you should play it. I think you should quick, cover Yeah, I'm quick. quick I think them. you should cover it because it would be great. And he's like, you know what, Donna? I might just do that tonight. I think he walked off going, this crazy yeah. woman. But it does kind of sound like a Cole Swindell song, doesn't
0: it? You do hear songs. And you're like, you know what? It would have been really cool if someone said that. That sounds like had done that. Had recorded that. Right? Yeah.
1: Yep, yep, yep. All what right. was your Core 57 song?
0: Old School, Listening to Star. On my way to the App and Media Group, App and Podcast Network today, and Party Rock Anthem. Hello.
1: Oh, that's a good one. L-M-F-A-O. Do you remember those little outfits they'd wear? And yeah. they'd do those movements? Cranked up. Party, rocking,
0: rocking in, the in the
1: house tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's that, a great Core 57 song.
0: A lot of looks. Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. It is a unique fitness community built on the strength of the mind and body connection.
1: Yeah, it's time to get off your butt. Got to get ready here for spring break. Just do it. Yeah. Call Just Colleen and her crew, and they will help you out.
0: This is a tough time to have a senior in high school. We do not right now. Right. But we've had Will graduated from, from high school. been there. And we have Olivia, who is a sophomore now, looking at graduation soon. But everybody's going to start walking here for long.
1: Yeah, and it is a tough time because everybody starts to get their letters if they haven't already you know, early admission rolled, you know, a few months ago, and now everybody's starting to, you know, it's like the push is on for like, where are you going? We talked about it in a, you know, in a previous pod that, you know, you've got the graduation banner, you've got the signs and everything. But I think it goes a little deeper than that. Because like, for a lot of people, your kids just don't know what they want to do. You know, and you always think you're going to have this kid who, by the time they're a sophomore or junior, some kids, literally from the time you know, I think about you, you knew what you wanted to do. Some kids are like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm gonna be a doctor, I want to, you know, be a veterinarian, I want to be whatever. They know from a really early age. But then there's this group, you know, most people, most kids don't really kind of know what they want to do. They know what they're interested in. And it can be a really frustrating time. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and it's kind of like, and I know we had this, it's where your expectations you have to meet them where they are. And, you know, you spend so much time, money, energy, love, you know, getting your kids to kind of like this point. This is a pinnacle point, you know, in most kids' life, graduating from high school. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And you have to kind of put your expectations over to the side a little bit and sort of let them figure out their path. I know we kind of walked that with Will. And we had expectations You know, that all of our kids would go to college and, you know.
0: I didn't, know. Will's our 20-year-old son. Right. Who went to coastal Georgia after he graduated and was there a year and came back with zero credits, right? I think
1: he came back with one. One.
0: So we knew at that point college is not the thing for Will. And he's living at home now. I love it. I love having all three kids under the roof, my three beer cubs, for supper, for dinner every night. Supper, Wow. Um,
1: I love having him home. But he I think has, he's
0: working well in a trade. He's he, got a great he, trade he's and he's now, making great money.
1: Yeah, He is now, but I mean, it was a bumpy road. It was not easy. And I think that, you know, for us, I think I knew and you knew, and we can now say this going into college, college probably was not the right choice for him, a four-year school, but you don't want to be the one who pulls the plug. You know, you don't want to before your kids go to college say, hey, listen, I don't think that this is, you know, that you're going to make it or this is your path or sometimes, you know, you can have those conversations if they do know they want to go more of a technical route, you know. But I think it's hard when they're kind of dead set on going to college with their friends. You sort of want to give them that opportunity, you know, so they can never look back and say, hey, you kind of gave up on me, you know, And, and it didn't work out. But um, I do think you have to kind of let them find their path, you know, and not everybody's going to go to a four year college. I wish that the schools did a better job of talking about
0: options, other options, trade schools. Absolutely. Community colleges,
1: you know, and I don't know about, not everybody's listening, you know, maybe in other areas where people listen, um, it's not such a big deal, but I think around here where we are specifically, you know, the emphasis is on four year school. Where are you going? You know, that type of thing. Even if in your heart of hearts, you know, it's probably not the right place.
0: Does it become a badge of honor for mom and dad more so than the child? Do you think sometimes? I think
1: so. I think that's a lot of it. You know, I think there are parents who didn't go to college or didn't have the opportunity to go to college who feel like they're kind of riding that ship with their kids. And then I think there's people who are dead set on kids attending their alma mater. You know, I'm a proud University of Georgia graduate. And Olivia's like, oh, I'm not going to school at Georgia. Yeah, I'm going out of state, and Charlotte's like, "Well, I might go there because I want to live close to you and Dad, which is very sweet, you know." But she I, said that you're going with her to college, I'm, and I'm I'm up for that. Yeah. I am up. You can for run the house. What floor were you, in? Zeta?
0: You can run the Zeta house. I still know be the, the house manager.
1: I wonder if the combination's still the same <laughs> on the door. I'll be back there trying to, just like I used to be trying to get in. What
0: What are we doing different with our two younger kids that we did not do with Will?
1: Well, I think they're all very different kids. You know, Olivia has known that she wants to do something in law, justice for a long time. And I think she's in the right environment, you know, doing the justice program, you know, at Cambridge. They have a great program. Charlotte, I, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, you know, she's always gone to smaller schools, you know, smaller um, because she's been in private school. So that's that's a whole nother issue, you know, would going to a huge university completely overwhelm her? You know, but I, um, I think you always hope for the best. But I think, you know, you have to what what we learned throughout the process is that there's a lot of paths to success and whatever that means, you know, to a lot of, you know, younger set nowadays, money's not the thing. It's quality of life. It's time with your family. And, and money's important. But I mean, I just know and it's easy to sit back and say when your kids are grown or when you have little bitty kids because you're so far removed from this. But when you're in the thick of it, it's it's you know, you know, when when Will was graduating, it is emotional. It is you're just kind of hanging on every day for like and I do think, too, that there's a part of kids when they're in this space that when you try to direct them or find out, you know, what are your plans? What are you thinking about? They almost like throw a bomb out there for you. Just to like push back push back like I don't know I'm, I'm thinking about I, I may just hang out here and you're like what you know, hey hold on Because again, you can't help it. you you know all of your hopes and dreams and you know time is in, into that
0: it's great to hear you say this because When will was in high school his senior year second semester We really had no idea what was going to happen and we didn't until like Honestly, two weeks before he graduated, we didn't know if he was going to walk or not. But you applied for him to attend Coastal Georgia because we had resigned ourselves, if I recall, to you know what he had shown no interest in in the application process, which is a big part of your senior year.
1: His grades weren't great,
0: but why did you do that then? Is is are we am I as your husband seeing an evolution? about your your way of thinking that it's not always about the four-year degree?
1: Yes, but I also, I very strongly felt like he needed to go and have the experience and have it go one way or the other. And again, success is is metered in, in many different ways. But I mean, I never wanted him to say, my parents made the decision for me. You know that college was not for me That's a tough thing And I think that And that's why you and I to be completely Frank found one of you know An in-state college Because we we you know I remember him saying to us anybody can you know we could I could go to Old Miss or whatever but we weren't willing to Stroke a check for that amount of Money for him to go and figure it out You know and so I wanted him to go and sort of Have a college opportunity which he did That first yeah. year <laughs>
0: It was ten minutes from St. Simon's
1: and Bubba Garcia's. Yeah, yeah.
0: And what was the bar? He he admitted Bubba that, Garcia's. Okay, that you went up the stairs the steps yes. in downtown St. Simon's.
1: Well, it was funny when we were moving him out, he couldn't find his key card. Or his ID or something, and he had to turn those in, you know, to to get out of your dorm. And he's like, I just don't know where this is. And I said, Well, based on Life Three Hundred and Sixty, you probably should. My Life Three Hundred and Sixty app. You probably should go down to Bubba Garcia's because you were there every night. Yeah. But that's okay, you know. And I mean, I, we're not saying anything about Will. By the way, that he he is very proud of and, his well, current. Well, we're very proud
0: of him, and we're very for proud realizing. of realizing. You know what? I don't. I don't. I have to go the route that.
1: But it's been a process. And and it's not, it is not easy. I mean, there were some difficult, there were some difficult conversations, you know, when he came home and we just kind of knew it wasn't going the right way. But I do think if the schools would better serve these, a lot of the kids, if they would tell them about the job opportunities that exist. I mean, you know, there has to be someone at the end of the day that can fix your plumbing and, and, you know, fix your air conditioning. And those are very noble jobs. Owning your own business and doing that is a great, to be an entrepreneur, but I just think that kids miss out a lot of times on hearing about those opportunities because everything is geared toward a four year school you know and and we and we've seen it in this in in every state there's there's like a um there's a need for workers you know and we've told will. Because we are so proud of him. Like, Dad and I don't really have skills. I mean, we have certain skills, but we can't. To be able to fix something, to know an absolute skill that you can take to any city, any state, any time, is very valuable.
0: And make very decent money.
1: Absolutely. A lot of times,
0: coming out of a trade school, you can make more. You're making more money than than some people who are coming out of four-year college with a business degree.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, and there's so many new avenues, too. Like... You know, even just like, um, I was telling you about my friend who was talking about her, she has a child who's interested in um, video game development. I mean, if somebody, if we had told our parents, you know, back when like Pong and all that stuff was around, we were growing up, Caterpillar, you know, Centipede, Miss Pac-Man, oh, we're going to go develop video games. They'd be like, what are you talking about? But now that's a very viable, you know, opportunity. So I think part of it is just opening your eyes to all the different paths to success, you know? And we wish everyone who has a, a senior and who's going through that time, just hang on. What coming up? Yeah, just white knuckle through it. It, it all se- seems to work out in the end somehow.
0: There's also so much more pressure when it comes to committing to a four-year college or a four-year university because of social media.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because you could see those in your your, your circle of friends. Being accepted at Georgia, which is a tough acceptance letter to get. Absolutely. Uh, or Alabama or Ooh, any, Clemson, any, wherever. Any
1: in-state school.
0: And you have decided that it's best for you and your career that you learn a trade. It's got to be tough to see all of the letters of acceptance coming in. You seeing them on social media, which was not something we had.
1: Yeah, where they're wearing their t-shirts for where they're going. Right, the, swag and this, and or the hoodies Or the hoodies. Posters in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden, everything they have is red. Yeah, they because say of that Georgia.
1: they say that the halls like around and I'm sure it's in every state, but like at the high school, when the early acceptance letters go out for Georgia, that they have to put counselors literally in the bathrooms because, you know, some kids financially, emotionally, whatever, are dead set on going to that state university, can't get in. And then it's like their whole world literally crashes in in that moment. I think we have to do a better job. Of telling our kids that there's a lot of different ways to be successful, you know.
0: When you were at Georgia, what was uh, what did you call your? Did you have a car? Were you on campus with a car? Yes. Or did you just bar Hughes all the time? His no, truck.
1: I had. Hmm. Um, he didn't drive a truck. He drove like a Nissan two sixty Z.
0: Hugh, president of the fraternity. What fraternity was it? He was an ATO, and he was an FFA president, Future Farmers of America. No, he now was he grows not? He grows peanut oil or something down in South Georgia,
1: Dooley County. All right, <laughs> I. <laughs>
0: I always hear about you. What was, it, did, you, what was what did you drive? Besides I you? drove
1: a Suzuki sidekick. We've talked about this. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Named? I can't remember. I think it was a Hibachi was the name of it.
0: Hibachi. Uh-huh. Is there something behind the name? No. You just came up with Z- Hibachi. It
1: was a Suzuki sidekick. Yeah, Hibachi. I
0: see. Okay. All right. Do you name your car? If you're listening right now, and you are in your car is there a name that not only you call it but it becomes a so popular that even your friends and your family and coworkers know that if we're going out for lunch today and you're driving they know we're going to ride in Beatrice. Right. You know.
1: I've always named my cars. You don't name your cars, do you?
0: I've never had a name.
1: Every one of my cars. My We've first
0: car cars. was a Ford Escort GT Turbo with a CB whip antenna.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> Did you have a fin? Yes. Get out.
0: Yeah, that's a GT. It was a turbo. Leaked oil. That's extra money like, It the was. turbo. It was. Dad was being extra.
1: Yes. You were not basic. That is extra.
0: What do you call your car? We want to know. We're going to turn this into uh, a lot of fun on social media. And so if you don't mind, if you would kindly make the transition from the Cadillac Jack page, which is at 5,000 um, friends, if you would like the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook, start to make that transition and... We're going to start by asking you to post the name of your car currently, or when you were in school.
1: Yeah, anytime. Growing and a, and a up, a picture when you would 16, be great. A picture yes.
0: adds to the weight of your comment, and it will be more likely for us to see to give you a family pack of four tickets to the Atlanta International Auto Show. You would stand out if you post that. Yes, picture. that's yes, just yes, all yes, I'm yes. saying. Yeah, and then join us down there because we're going to be there uh, at the Atlanta International Auto Show and. I want to shake your hand and I want to thank you for joining me on my second act, first of all, but for your support and talk to you about the podcast and what you think about it and, and what you would like to hear and what you want to hear less of. Maybe it's things that get us an E rating for myself. Hi, it's Cadillac E's not for everybody. It's for explicit. Uh, and we'll be picking uh, winners on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook for the International Auto Show here in Atlanta at the Georgia World Congress Center. Uh, this is a really cool event. If you have kids, they are going; their eyes are just going to be as big as bugs when they see all of these brand-new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Uh, this year, one location, the World Congress Center, over two dozen manufacturers are going uh, to be there. Debuting the latest models for 2021. Also, alternative fuel vehicles and great special attractions like Cousin Eddie's RV from the hit classic Christmas Vacation five big days join us starting february 26th info at go goautoshow.com go dot and join us as we uh, give away tickets for uh wow i mean they sent us a pound of tickets so we got a lot
1: so are you following the story this american airline story with um her name is wendy williams but it's not your wendy williams it's another wendy, <laughs> williams. wendy
0: williams comes on fox 5 at 11.
1: yep so she was flying from new orleans to charlotte and She was in sort of the back of the plane. It was an American Eagle, American Airlines Eagle plane, which is a smaller kind of like like a commuter, commuter commuter jet. And um, she put her seat back. She reclined her seat. Well, she reclined her seat onto a gentleman who was in the seat where he couldn't recline.
0: The last seat. The last seat. On a small plane.
1: On a small plane. And she did put the seat back up when meal service came around. But then she put the seat back in reclined position after meal service was over and finished. He proceeds to start punching the back of her seat pretty hard. Like if you watch the video, he's, he's definitely trying to get his point across.
0: And she claims before she started filming that he was punching the seat. He started punching very, very he started punching really hard the back of her seat. And then when she started filming, he knew that she was filming. And so he didn't just does this. fist uh, pump. Yeah. She says it was violent. And she's now saying, I had to go have x-rays.
1: Well, she had some back problems prior to this. But yeah, it, it exasperated that. Exa- exasperated, did it? Exasperated, well, however you say that, yes. Her back issues. We you think that did? Well, you know what? And here's the thing. So she complained to the flight attendant. And the flight attendant chastised her for filming and bought him a rum drink.
0: Gave a free drink ticket
1: He gave her a free She gave I think that was a female flight attendant Gave him a free No Didn't even give him the ticket Just brought him the drink She thought he needed a rum drink You know There's this so There's this whole movement Going around It it ignited this Conversation about Should airline seats Even recline And you say no
0: I, look, I If I'm a coach And 99.999% of the time I am Just like Bernie Sanders I um. I don't recline if I'm a coach because I think it's disrespectful to the people behind you. I don't care if I'm tired. I don't care what, I just, I, I don't like to, I'm, I don't like to be the guy that causes problems, you well. know, or make someone else, huh? Okay. Why? Or make <laughs> Did someone that start else today? uncomfortable. Did that start Oh, today? gosh! please. <laughs> I just, that, because I'm, I'm, I'm a considerate guy.
1: I feel that way too. I, you and I always get, if you can, get a bulkhead seat because you get more room, you know, and then you don't feel like you have to go back because you have room in the front, but sometimes you can't and. You know, I don't know. I I see it both ways. I mean, she took a lot of heat because, she, you know, and, and here's the thing about it. And I, I don't think it happened, but did they ever have a conversation with each other? Or was it literally just no, punching the seat I, and recording?
0: I think it was like that. But now there's a bounty on this guy's head. Everybody wants to know who he is.
1: For good or bad?
0: Uh, both, I think. Oh. Probably the press. You know, they want to know who this guy is to get his side of the story. Because it's very one-sided. Now, Wendy Williams you know, was live tweeting it.
1: She was, she was in video form here again, though. Don't you think that she could just, you know, he could just say to her, excuse me, I can't go back. Can you please put your seat up? I don't know that it would have changed anything, but have we gotten so far away from like normality and conversation that everything has to be done through social media and tweeting and video? And did it ever- happen a long time ago? Yeah. But did it ever occur to either one of them just to say, Hey, listen, You're in my lap. I don't have any room here. I'm a big guy. I need room. You know, flying. Have you ever sat when we have, well, we've actually had, we're the ones who've had kids where the little feet go out and they kick those people in front of them and you're just flying with children is kind of like I said before skiing with children because you're just, by the time you get to wherever you're going, you need like a Valium because you have no idea what's going to happen. You have no control over the situation. And you just pray that they're not going to, like, kick the person, run up and down the aisles.
0: Squeal real loud out of, the, out of nowhere.
1: Yes. Will used to be, he would always do this. When we were on a flight, and I'm a nervous flyer, as we've talked about. And he would always say, this is it, Donna. We're going down. Planes crashing right now. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you in crash position? Like, out of nowhere. And everybody around get really us, nervous. oh my gosh, they would get so nervous and I'm nervous. I'm like well we're fine. Everything's fine No, I can see the ground. We're getting ready to crash get ready And it would like unnerve me much less the people around me, but you can't stop them from saying things so You know when you fly you have to deal with this kind of stuff, but I think it's interesting different people's take on it
0: When this was going on and she asked for the FBI American Airlines someone in customer service told her she had to reach out to the FBI
1: why the FBI I don't
0: know you think it'd be a homeland security call or the airport authority or You know, I guess it was charlotte's so the Mecklenburg county sheriff's department or whoever Has you know That's in their jurisdiction the airport like it is clayton county hartsfield Uh, she revised a gloria Gaynor song name that tune a quick round to name that tune. You ready? Um She revised the lyrics to first. I was afraid I was petrified Kept thinking he was going to kill me with those crazy eyes but I took so many hits, and I thought how he did me wrong, and grew strong. I learned how to tweet along. He hit my back so many times, so I recline. I recline. I recline. No, this is for her Twitter account.
1: She's creative. She also put on her boarding pass. What's she name that tune? I will survive. Okay. She. I will recline. She crossed through. You know I where they have recline. they have the class like regular class or business class or whatever. Uh-huh. She scratched through it and put no class, and like tweeted that her boarding pass photo out.
0: Just be respectful Because you're already On high alert When you're flying
1: Absolutely And the planes are smaller And the space is smaller and You they're know your, your hot they're, button is um, What
0: is it on? When we're flying Again this is not On the sheet either I'm learning <laughs> just like you Today Where is it that we're Well gonna you know what it 100%.
1: is What's your hot button With people flying? Oh
0: Pete check your damn bag Exactly Check your I don't care If you have A Nike Duffel bag Nike. That you're Whatever Puma Check it It's $25 Or free For the first bag I I I But you're not I, talking
1: about Like biz, like a small If you have a small Carry doesn't on Doesn't matter what it is Well I check No no your,
0: Check I, your carry on
1: No I put them you up in the You need to bins. walk
0: on the plane Naked You don't need to be Carrying anything And it will speed up The people getting on And the disembarkment People getting off The disembarkment I believe And I, I, I have to breathe Really deep When I see people come on And it, they, they could be Carrying a body In this bag It's so big
1: and, and they're the last one on the plane And they're ugh, trying to find bin space Stop
0: Yeah Stop Be considerate Be kind Be respectful
1: Some people never check their bags And they probably oh, are,
0: I, They're always on my plane
1: They're probably people Who they've lost their luggage Or something's happened to them But I think there's I, I think you can check a, You can bring I bring on small bags But I get it if it's, if it's The one that drives me crazy Is when you know it's oversized And you try to get on the plane And then they have to tag it And send it back And, and the person gets stop. so mad Stop all that
0: Stop. Yeah. yeah. Are we gonna talk about Carolaney? Yeah. All right. When I was ten years old, I would do anything for a hearty sausage biscuit.
1: Well, okay, I hope not anything, but
0: I have a I had a very, very traumatic childhood. Donna don't roll your eyes you know (laughs) that I did and what's strange to me is that in my 40s now I'm 46 in my 40s. Now you remember things you recall things from your childhood that you hadn't thought about In 30 years.
1: Well, they were blocked. I'm a big proponent Why is that but
0: does it happen for most people at 40 when you're like things just appear from your child good bad ugly?
1: No, I think you you reflect more, you know, in, in your that 40s. It? But I also think, I've said to you before, you sh- you are a great candidate for regression therapy. Like you need Am to go. I? Yes. You I'm need learning to, a
0: lot about myself. You
1: need to go back and almost be like reborn, have a rebirth. Okay. And then kind of re, I've told you this before, and kind of redo it, you know, redo parts of your childhood that you can sort of go back and remember things. I don't and, want to though.
0: I don't okay. want to. I'm scared. I'm scared. When I was 10, I would do anything for a sausage biscuit from Hardee's, including spending my Saturdays at the state prison when I was 9, 10, 11, 12.
1: So four years.
0: Yeah, every weekend. And the prison could be, uh, he got transferred a lot. So it could be in Burnsville, North Carolina. It could be in Raleigh. it, It could be a three to four hour ride one way. And then a two or three hour visit in the visiting room at the state prison and we didn't have smartphones back then, so little Caddy just had to, you know, have his chin resting on his left fist and elbow, and watch Mama and Caroline kiss and make out. At this, oh, is that too much? Did I go too far? Why were you there? Because Tell, my mother dated a murderer.
1: Okay.
0: She did. Post divorce. My mother dated a guy. Who worked for a Cadillac dealership, and he drove a Cadillac, and he had motorcycles. And turns out, my mom is like has a leather fetish or something because she loved to ride hogs and ride Carolani's Cadillac. Carol was around us quite a bit. I liked Carol. I was a very young kid though at the time, and I remember being at Boy Scouts one night or Cub Scouts at the time. And I come home and I walk into the den. Mom's in the kitchen. I walk into the den and I see Carol Laney on TV. And I said, Mama, Mama, Carol's on the TV. Mama's like, Here I come. And, and we had no idea. And again, I'm a very, very young child. And turns out that day, earlier that day, Carol Laney had been in court with his ex wife and he had lost a lot. He a lot lost of money. a lot of money. Yeah. And Carol. Leaves the courthouse, tails his ex-wife and then uh, shoots her in the head.
1: At a stop sign.
0: At a stop light. Yeah. Stop light. Roll yeah.
1: down the window and literally point blank
0: shot her. And her mother was in the car. So as a child, my mother, my mother couldn't protect me from that. I was watching the TV. Every kid did back then. You know, everybody watched the TV. Right. I was not, my mother didn't control my exposure to the story. She controlled the, um, the narrative of the story, how it affected my life in a way that listen, at 46, I'm realizing things that blow my mind.
1: Okay. So he gets, he get he goes to, obviously he gets indicted and goes to prison and he's I don't in, remember
0: how many years. But, he's in
1: a federal penitentiary,
0: right? Well, it's a state prison, state I State prison. But as a child, imagine being 10 years old and you're walking through razor wire. Right. And you're being patted down because back then they didn't have wands, you know? I mean, prison guards would pat you down and then you go stand in this line with your mom and then you go to this line. And,
1: so she would go visit know, him. This is
0: very personal stuff, I don't
1: know. It is. So she, she would go visit him every weekend.
0: Every weekend. And she didn't want to go by herself. And my sister, who was older than I, said, you know what, no, mama, I'm not going to the prison. I'm not being a part of that. Well, I again, I'm not. My mother offered me hearty sausage biscuit every Saturday. This
1: <laughs> makes me sad. Well, I'm serious. This and little caddy, sad.
0: little caddy, little caddy wanted that sausage biscuit, and so I would spend eight hours in the car driving to and from a state prison, and then a two or three hour visitation. Hmm. Huh? Bam! How about that?
1: Well, it, this story came up because, and it always comes up because, and I've known this story, but we were talking, you know. I was very involved in cheerleading growing up and um, I did not have like this perfect family by any means. I'm not saying that like it wasn't beaver cleaver, but I did play softball on the weekends. My dad played golf every weekend. It was sort of a very functional situation and we've always had our kids involved in a lot of activities and you growing up never really played sports. Or like, um, I mean you were in cub scouts, but that was more during the week, but you didn't do a lot of things like that on the weekend. I was at the prison and we've talked about it. Like, why did your mom not want you involved? And then I remember you telling me the story one time and I'm like, that actually explains a lot. I mean, you know, you weren't around to do that. Um, have you, you know, I've thought about this. Have we ever talked to Grammy about this as we talked about as an adult?
0: No, No. I've only shared the story one more, uh, one other time and it was on the morning show and I don't remember how we got to it. Because it's pretty heavy. Um, Someone called me on the request line, maybe it was the next morning, and said, I heard your story yesterday about Carol. I live here in Atlanta. We were relatives, and I just wanted to let you know I'm very sorry for what you went through. Uh, Carol passed in prison, you know, 19-whatever, 2000-whatever, and that was it. Had no idea who it was. Hmm. Um, But it gave me a little bit of closure. Sure. For, for Carol. What,
1: what stopped your mom? Like what ended it from going? I don't
0: remember. I don't remember. He would write my mother a maybe he letter. Got,
1: maybe he got a. a
0: prison girlfriend? Prison boyfriend. Wife. I don't know. I mean I something. Know. Yeah. At so my mother would get a letter every day from Carol And I would get maybe a letter every week from Carol as was with my sister. And I remember. And I've just. This has just come to me. Since I have gone back and revisited the story. You know in my 40s. That he closed every letter by saying this too shall come to pass. And I don't think that's actually the correct Bible quote. Yeah, I don't think that's the the direct scripture. That was his variation or he didn't know it. Whatever though, I I have carried that with me my entire life and I never knew why. I always remembered this too shall come to pass. Mm -hmm. Didn't really know why. But now it makes sense because that's how he would close every letter. It's just fascinating. Again, this is fascinating to me that I'm a man in my forties and I I don't know why it's in my forties that this is happening. And there have been great memories as well that have resurfaced. Oh, sure. Not all of them are heavy. The the dark heavy ones, though, are the ones that you spend more time or I, I can only speak for myself. I have spent more time on because I think there's a whole lot more to it that maybe I just don't know. And maybe I don't want to know.
1: Yeah, I about, think about yeah. about
0: the whole story. I don't know. It's just freaking me.
1: Well, I mean, I think that everybody you start to kind of look back. And when you have children, too, you start to kind of look back on, you know, how you grew up. And and here's what happens too: when your kids are really young. They don't ask you these questions when they get older. They're like, well, how did you know what happened with this? Or how did you grow up? Or how did your parents do this? You know, and, and there's two ways you can go. You can gloss it all over, or you can say, well, you know, not everything was kind of perfect when I was growing up, and this is what, you know, this is what we did, or this is why we try to do it this way, or, I don't know, I think, you know, definitely, wait until you hit your 50s, you'll really start looking it. Does it continue? Yeah, it does. It really does. You know what, I think it's good. I think it's therapeutic. I think that sometimes when you're in the middle of life, and you're a lot younger, you're so busy building your career. Uh, building your family financially, trying to get a foothold in somewhere, you really don't have time to look back in your life.
0: Mama gave me fifty-five cents to go get an orange crush, another vending machine.
1: Oh, so you could entertain yourself?
0: Yeah, in the uh, the waiting area there at the North Carolina State Prison.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good to look That's back. Yeah. I
0: think it is as well. But I'm realizing now that I had a much more traumatic childhood than I ever thought I did.
1: I'm sure I broken mean, home, A lot of people do. Very
0: ugly divorce. You know. So,
1: okay. Well that, let's. We need to bring this up,
0: huh? Bring it up. No. Well, again, it's it's um, it's a very personal story, and I brought it up just because I want to know if 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 this happens to other people, because it's very very right now it's consuming a good pit a good bit of my life for some reason.
1: Yeah, kind of. The look right back. now, they
0: seem to be bubbling up the memories and the stories more so than ever before, and that was one that uh, I've been juggling for a little while.
1: Maybe you should talk to your mom about it.
0: Nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. It is my second act. It's Cadillac Jack. And a lot of attorneys can say, I do personal injury law. I handle everything for you after a car accident. But think about it. A lot, if not, well, many of those attorneys also, deal with you know small claims court claims and cases, and maybe they're a divorce attorney on the side. When you partner after a car accident with 1-800-HURT-911, you get the best representation. The best representation. Partner with the best attorneys in Atlanta if you have been injured in a car accident. And you don't start your day thinking, I bet I'm going to be in a car accident today. But if you have that unfortunate car accident happen and you're a part of it. One eight hundred nine one one only handles car accidents. If you've been in a car accident. Suddenly, don't feel so great. Call one eight hundred hurt nine one one.
1: So, have you heard? There's this. Um, there's this dog. I wanted to tell you about this. I, I think that you know we were talking about it a minute ago, like looking back and you know, like grief and things that are heavy. You know, obviously, one of the most heaviest times for any family going through something is when you lose someone. And you have to go to the funeral home and make all the arrangements and do all of that. Well, there is a funeral home um, in North it's, Carolina. It in Franklin, it's in Franklin. Which is not too far from Yeah, that. Franklin North. And, and so they have this um, dog who is part of kind of what they call their grief support team. And he is a Bernese mountain dog. Have you ever seen one of those?
0: I saw the picture of Moki. So cute. Mochi.
1: Moki Mo- Mo- or Mochi is the dog's name. And um, He's training. He's training to become like a grief support animal, an emotional
0: support animal. And then they're going to bring her back to the funeral home. Can you imagine how many dogs, how many lives this dog is going to touch?
1: You know, I've always said, um, you've really been fortunate to not have to do that yet. But when my father passed away, you know, it is the people who run funeral homes, they are angels. They really are because they meet people in like, The toughest times, you know, and they're so kind, and they, they're, you know, I I know with my experience, it wasn't like a business transaction where they're trying to rush you out the door, you know, they wanted to know everything about my dad, and a lot of the information I didn't have, you know, at my fingertips, and my sister didn't have, and my, you know, we were all kind of filling in the gaps, but they said, you know what, go back and you know, talk, obviously, don't talk to your mom right now because she's in a lot of grief, but talk to, to talk to your family, and really get the whole story. So that when we, you know, write the obituary and, you know, we, when we did a service at the beach, but, um, you know, we had to write an obituary and they wanted to have the story of his life, which is so kind, you know what I mean? And the one thing I kind of learned from that, and, and we've done a good job with this with like, even like sad stories, what we were just talking about is while you have people around you living, get their stories. You know, we've done that with Al, we've talked about Al and who's
0: your mother's hundred-year-old boyfriend
1: right and nana but you know encourage even your kids to sit in and hear these stories of their grandparents lives and and just what we were just talking about you know we we sat last night probably for 25 minutes at the table with olivia just talking about you know different things in in our lives and she was like some of this i just didn't know you know and and she was kind of funny about it and we were like you don't just sit down with your kids and say, Hey, here's three you things need that happened to me. Yeah, here's three things, things that happened yeah. to me. It just kind of comes up organically.
0: But it was a great conversation.
1: It was a great conversation. And kind of going back to this, when you do have to go in and you're in that situation, it sometimes feels awkward. Like this was my father, you know, but there were things about his life that I just didn't know. And in that time period, when I was growing up, you know, and when I was born and in the dark ages, as you like to say, (laughs) you know, parents didn't really sit around and share these stories as openly. You know, there was some of our parents' lives was kind of a mystery, to be honest, you know, in some parts. Um, But I found out all these great things that my dad had gotten his MBA from Georgia State and just all this stuff that I thought I knew, but I didn't. So I think to have this emotional support animal is amazing because, you know, to be in that situation and be able to like hold and cuddle like, would, a, would it not
0: make you feel better? Oh it would make gosh. me feel so much
1: better. I think people would open up more, you know,
0: and tell their stories. And, and, and the funeral home says, listen, we're not going to push the dog on anybody. You have to ask for it because listen, not everybody's a dog lover. Yeah. But after one year of training, don't get me started on that because it's a great, great upbeat story. But I, I don't know how much training to be an emotional support dog is, yeah, you know, come on, really? Well, and you know, talking—if you can can give Paul and bark on command and roll over—is that not one of the most important? Yeah, Yeah, just just be there. I don't know. There's—I think somebody's getting taken for the one-year cost of the course. I don't know who that is, but
1: well, and just going talking about the stories again. One great thing to do is everybody's smartphone has like voice memos or a recorder. You know, sit down with your um, parents or with your grandparents and ask
0: them questions.
1: You know, and then you'll always so you have a, a, a Yes, you always have a that.
0: record. It's not a written record. Yeah,
1: no, I remember they were doing that for a while at the record. History Center where you could literally come in with someone and record a story. And, you know, y- you could have your kids do that. So sit down with a grandparent and ask them questions and record this amazing conversation. And you'll always have it, you know, because it, it, it is, I think you always find there are things about people that you're fascinated by that you. Never knew, you know, because just didn't come up in conversation. So I think it's a great idea. every funeral home every 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 building, every business should have an emotional support animal just on staff
0: for people that are having a bad day, absolutely, or at the worst time of your life, like at a funeral yeah, I mean, home, we all have'
1: know. them. everybody has a bad day.
0: If you would do us a favor, and when you're on Facebook, with the uh the, the the Cadillac Jack Fan page, uh, while you're on Facebook, like the Tracy Cousino Real Estate Expert Advisors page, Tracy is so active on social media and she posts listen, it's not just camera rolls and picture after picture after picture of, of homes. Tracy Cousino is uh she's a very motivating person.
1: Absolutely. She's
0: a rock star in the realty world. But she posts and it's not those motivation things like you would see in your yeah. your
1: feed. Your come
0: boss up. or in your boss's office framed. Yes. You know, it's not that Excellent. kind of stuff. It, it's stuff that, is that I take with me and and use during the day. When she's I got like a
1: great see. story, too. You know, if you she posted something um, a couple of weeks back about her journey into real estate. Again, this is a great example. I had I know, you know, we're friends with her. I did not know this whole story. And it was amazing about how she literally started from nothing and built this amazing business. So, um, yes, she's incredibly motivating and she's, she's just a great, great human.
0: And, and Tracy doesn't brand the agents underneath her as real estate agents. They are real estate experts because they have gone through the, the plan. It's all about the marketing Tracy Trace Kuzner when you list with her. To get an absolutely free valuation of what your home would sell for in today's market, call 855-MY-EXPERT or go to tracycousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. And Tracy's going to do that. And uh, give her a like on Facebook when you're on there next time. Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. We are so excited for Nana and Al. Nana yes. is Donna's mother, the kid's grandmother. And Nana is how? 88? 87. 87. She lives with her 100-year-old boyfriend, Al. And Al's been a part of our lives for Fifteen years, maybe, and they met at church. They were widowed; both of them were widowed, and they met at church. Yes, in Smyrna, and just this past weekend, they got they were voted king and queen at at where they have their apartment at the assisted living home.
1: Yes, they were voted Valentine king this? and queen, Nana queen and, queen and king. We'll put the woman How about first. That? Oh, it was so cute. They had little crowns and they had little scepters.
0: Well, I'm sorry, I don't know. Like a little is. stick. So you it's know, like Glackenspiel. I, I exactly. you didn't know about glockenspiel I don't like know about the little, a scepter,
1: like the stick that you when you rule the kingdom. You crown Where's people, mine You crown people with it
0: Okay Is that what you open A champagne bottle with
1: That's a saber, oh, a okay. saber. I don't know But anyway right. They were nominated And they, they won hands down Like I think they won Unanimously So cute They're, They get very excited About Valentine's Day Both of them
0: Do they, Don't they stay out That's New Year's Eve Oh, I mean, they'll stay out, like at someone else's apartment in the community, and they'll be drinking and dancing until 2 o'clock. He's, he's 100 years old. Al would beat me in a 40-yard dash on Highway 9 right now. Yes. Hands down. So Hands congrats down. to them. Jog for a Cause is a huge event in the area. And uh, Jog for a Cause years ago partnered with the Milton Mayors Run, and they became one uh, huge fundraising philanthropy outlet for Curing childhood cancer and the events coming up and we're going to be there Saturday, February 29th is here in Milton uh, where we live. And it's also a peach tree, uh, qualifier. It's a 5k, but it's a peach tree qualifier. Jog for calls, 5k.com. Sign up there. Jog for calls, 5k.com.
1: I, I have news for you. What? Mayor Lockwood, um, said he does not run in khakis,
0: Did he, he... Reach out? Mayor Lockwood yes. was listening to the, po- but he does. Pod he he also
1: out. does not run in dolphin shorts. So it will be something in between. In Some joggers. A, yes. In between a khaki and a dolphin short.
0: Pod peeps for this episode Jake White uh, on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook. The Pornhub thing was hilarious. What is their theme song or music anyway? Jake all
1: right. Asked. Hans, you want to sing that for yeah.
0: us? <laughs> Jake, we'll pretend. We'll pretend like you have no idea what that's all about. Um, Brian Brock. We've been going back and forth. Uh, he writes So, Caddy, I'm going on a cruise next week for. Winter break I should be good Right Since it's not Spring break uh, Absolutely not Doesn't matter Winter break Spring break What's gonna happen Is your white blood cells Are going to break Down
1: What do you expect So Brian's just Supposed to cancel his cruise And uh, call I've off winter it. break I,
0: I will say it again He's
1: not going to China
0: Doesn't matter Doesn't matter
1: Alright well Brian needs to reach out When he gets back on land Safely and let us know He's good
0: Stacy Hall was on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook. Talking about her second act. She says, my second act is being a grandma to my princess, Sophia Rose. uh, Stacy graduated from Brookwood. And um, we love hearing about everybody's second acts because this is mine for 26 years. I was hired at 19 and fired at 46. Was with uh, the same group, Country Radio in Atlanta, and uh, was fired last July. And this is my second act.
1: I love it. We love hearing about second acts. And again, it doesn't have to be like you're um, running for president of the United States or anything. I mean, it, something as simple as that, like being being a um, grandparent, it's, uh, oh, it's such a great gift. You get to do it all over again. And, you, you, you know, I always look at like, it's funny, we always said this, like, you always say your dad was so much harder as a parent, and he's so great and fun as gra- as a grandparent he was as a dad too but i mean definitely not as strict as a grandparent and i think you kind of get to to be the good guy all the time when you're the grandparent
0: and send the grandkids by home when you're done
1: what are the what are what are um what are you gonna have our grandkids call you paul paul
0: donna you're much older than i'm i'm not there yet paul paul no chatty intro of the show the episode today chatty Uh, Liz in Sharpsburg, He just turned 40 years old Chad was probably One of the very first People to reach out to me When I got to Kicks When I was 19 years old Because he was obsessed With Kicks He's uh, what Six years younger than I So I got hired at 19 He was like He was probably in high school But he'd always call And you know Request his home For his girlfriend Time I was doing Crying, loving, or leaving Which was the request The request show And you know what Um, We've kept in touch Through social media And whatever Maybe every once in a while Um but he's a big fan of the podcast, and he said, "Hey, man, can I can I do the intro?
1: Absolutely." And I said,
0: "You know what, man? It's all about friends, and it's all about uh, you know people we know, and regular people, and celebrities. And uh, Chad's a great dad, got two daughters, and lives down in Coweta County, and uh, just a good guy. He's and, having uh, a birthday. Happy a birthday, Chad! Big supporter. So we appreciate uh, Chad your support of my second act. We do have a small ask of you. It's three quick things." If you would hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. If you've already done that, can I ask that you maybe encourage a friend or coworker, or a family member or someone you go to church with on Sundays and sit next to the pew uh, with. Ask them to do the same. Maybe introduce uh, My Second Act to, to a friend or a neighbor and invite them to rate and leave a five-star review for the pod and show our sponsors some love. So important. And uh, Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Truly has been a partner uh, for for years And a good friend too Just a good person She and Jason both Call today 855-MY-EXPERT 855-MY-EXPERT 1-800-HURT-911 Car accident is a 911 call Call 1-800-HURT-911 To get the best representation
1: And the Atlanta International Auto Show February 26th through March 1st At the Georgia World Congress Center and we will be giving out tickets, as we said before. You can go to the uh, Cadillac Jack Facebook fan Tell us about your, the name yeah. of your car. Tell us the name of, the of your car. My car's name right now is Katie. I've had a Mick, I've had a Rudy, and I've had a Big Bertha. Um, and then also want to thank Colleen over at Core 57. Two locations, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. It's never too late to start your second act working out. I mean, she will get you there. I saw a great post the other day that she had. She's incredibly inspirational also. She had someone, you know, who was saying that, um, they had literally not worked out. Um, they were someone in their 50s. They had not worked out in forever. And just small steps, and like how this person is feeling so much better. So, you know, again, never too late to start that second act. And Colleen will help you get there.
0: Yeah, I like Jack, my second act, part of the Avon Podcast Network. Tuesdays and Thursdays, new episodes at midnight.